Okay. All right. So thanks again for, for your patience. And now we're going to go into the lesson. That was a good foundation. Yeah, talking about David. Now we're going to talk about David's father. David's father sent him on a little mission, if you will, mm -hmm. an assignment. Because <laughs> King Saul and his army was at war with the Philistines. Mm -hmm. And his father, Jesse, sent David on a mission to check on his brothers. Okay. Because three of his brothers was in the army, and he sent David. Now, here's the question I have, because the David is the youngest of eight, eight brothers. He got two sisters. And I also I, I, I often wonder, how come Jesse didn't send his other sons? Why did he send David? The other ones weren't on the battlefield? He had eight brothers. Yeah, and, and the three other seven them, weren't on there. No, home. only three of them was in, oh, okay. in the okay. army, following Saul. And his other four brothers was, <laughs> his father didn't send them on his mission. For whatever reason. He sent the youngest one. Okay. That's why I said this. God was setting David up for this. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I see that. You know, he was, this was, this is your time, David. Right, right. To come out from following the sheep. Mm-hmm. And just make this little errand, just run this little errand. Check on your brothers, see how the battle is going. And I think I read that he was taking them some food. Yeah, he took So he took them some food. And, and I do see here also that while he was taking, it's a little mission, right? Mm -hmm. It's just go take them some food. Yes. And that's all. And come on back. Come on back. And so he goes out on this little mission. But it turns out being a major turning point. It was a major, <laughs> major. So the Bible says, despise not the day of small things. It may seem like just a little mission. You know, you don't have to have the grandstanding role of the, you know, program. But it may be a little mission. Yes. And they was around about, he's a youth, around about 16. Mm -hmm. I put him at 16 because... Um, Jacob sent Joseph out to check on his brothers. At was, 16, so just... At 17. 17. And he checked on his brothers, and of course, we don't have what his brothers did to him. They sold him to the Egyptians. But, so, that's why I put A little David, more maturity, a little more focus than a 12-year-old. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, he's about 16, a young man, a young teenager. Mm -hmm. And when he get there, he finds out that for 40 days, Goliath... It's defying the armies of God and God. So he wasn't down there to see that. He didn't know what was going on. All he knew was that for 40 days, mm -hmm. they had been down there and he finds out what's, what's going on. Yeah. Okay. His father sent him to go down and check on him. Mm. And when he go down there, he finds out. See, number 40 days. <laughs> 40 days, Goliath, the champion of the Philistines, is, is coming out. And ask somebody to come and fight him. Mm. And he's defying the armies of God. He's defying God, which is the spiritual armies of God. He's just defying all of Israel. Right. Everything about Israel, he's defying. And Israel, King Saul's terrified. The army is terrified. They don't know what to do. This guy is huge. He's Isn't that what they usually do? They just get all shaky and... Well, this guy, the scripture said Goliath was over nine feet. Oh, yeah, he was intimidating. Yes. Yeah. And he was... 600 pounds, that's a lot. And his armor of coats of nails was 120 pounds. Okay. And he had a, a spear. sword and a spear that was huge, a shield. So he was like a walking 
fortress that couldn't penetrate. Couldn't be penetrated, he and he was just the terror. <laughs> just the look on him, and you know, to hear that whoever wants to come down here and fight with me. Yes. Uh huh. And then there was a reward, so. Yes. Okay. So David, here Goliath's challenge, and King Saul gave a reward. For anybody who go fight and kill this giant, he will give them great riches. Okay, well, King Saul, you're the king. Now, he's always walking around with his spear, and he's always walking around, you know, threatening people. If you don't do what I say, do. You know, this is what's going to happen. You know, when he chopped up that bull and sent it out, say, if you don't obey me, it's, okay, well, you know, why don't you go down and fight him? You're the king, and you're the man. You're the intimidator. And he, but it's not in him. He's intimidated. He's terrified. So sometimes the one at the, you know, in this case, the one that is appointed to do this job won't. But God has somebody that will. He always has somebody like a ram in the bush that will get the job done. This is David's setup. Mm-hmm. He's been predestined for this. Mm-hmm. This is this is really David's fight. Yeah. This is something that his anointing will take care of. But he was fighting it for the Lord, so God's gonna get the glory, so he's gonna he's gonna get God the victory. Yeah, he said he going he coming in the name of the Lord. We'll get mm, the there you thing. go. Yes. We just set it up. So then David is taken before King Saul because Samina heard we got somebody who will go out and challenge Goliath or take his challenge up. Mm-hmm. So David goes before the king, Saul, and he says, let no man heart fail. Mm-hmm. I will go and fight <laughs> this Philistine. Mm, mm, mm. All right. Don't know. All right. And, you know, I like his words of encouragement that go out. Let nobody's heart fail. You know, like peace unto you. Like when Jesus would walk in and they'd be afraid, you know, like they thought they saw a ghost. Peace be unto you. Just like when Samuel was coming down to anoint the king and they didn't know if he was coming with the word of of judgment or if he was coming peaceably and they said are you coming peacefully you know they were trembling he said i'm coming in peace and here comes david this little ruddy kid and they said and they said unto him um you know they're all trembling and david's words to them i should say were don't let anybody's heart be troubled let not your heart be troubled i will handle it I'll do it. They, I know they were looking at him like, you have got to be kidding. Well, this is what Saul said. And Saul said to David, for thou art but a youth. Yeah. You young. You, you, you're not even old enough to be in the army. You're not trained. You don't have the skills. Yeah. You don't have the equipment. Because according to the law of Moses, you had to be 20 years old to go and fight. Okay, number one. Yes. You're not even so of age. You're not, you don't even, you're not even at the age limit to be a warrior, to even be in training. One strike battle. against you, that's big. And um, he, this is what King Saul said about Goliath. Okay. He is a man of war from his youth. So Goliath been training in warfare from his youth. Matter of fact, he's a champion. Mm. So he has won every battle. Mm-hmm. So he got the belt. He's like the heavyweight champion of, of, of the Philistines. Of all of them. Yeah. So he's lived for this day. Yes. He been, he's been waiting for a day like this for a long time. I have whooped a lot of people to get to where I am. I have 
succeeded in a lot of victories. And you got to remember, if Goliath would have succeeded in defeating Israel, whoever they set out to fight, mm -hmm. then Israel would have been under the Philistines' rule. They would have had forever. to succumb to their rule. Just like they was in Egypt. Okay. Under Pharaoh. Okay. Right. So this was a this was major critical strategic point. critical pivotal turning yes. point. That's okay. what, that's why it's predestined. It was he, either or. Yes, he was predestined for this guy to set it up like this. Yeah. For David. Just like he set up how Christ would get the victory for us at the cross. Right, right, right. To, the, to get power over him. Who had power over death. I agree death. with that. That's big hell because it was like either hell, either we were going to be lost or he was going to redeem us from the grave or he was going to redeem us from destruction. And this is what was pretty, it was that intense on the natural realm yeah, this, for them. Yeah, this was this was a big thing. Yeah. Of David going up against Goliath. Because we got to remember King Saul has no more anointing. Well, well, too, let's say, let's, he right. Because God had departed. And I think it's, that's in chapter uh, 16. Because, you know, God was with Saul at first. He was. When that anointing was poured on him, he was with him. But now, in chapter 16, verse 14, it says, And the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. So God had departed from him. At that time, so he was no longer with him. But I, I want to say this, and then I'm give it back to you. I do want to say that um, when David went down there and saw that, oh, that was you know, you 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 messed him up. You got he was beyond his size. He was his his mentality went beyond his physical size, his physical strength, his personal um, training, and all the things. That didn't matter because of what Goliath was saying. I think you had said it. Walking up and down. Yes, for 40 days. But, Defying. But, but when King Saul told David, you just a youth. Yeah, you're just a kid. Number he was, strike against he was you. trying to like disqualify him from um, what God had. But naturally he was. Set, set him up. But David tells King Saul this. He said, mm -hmm. listen, a lion came. Mm-hmm. And took one of the sheep. Let me tell you some things you don't know about me. Yes. Okay. He said, I smoked the lion mm -hmm. and took the sheep out of his mouth. And right then, out. I, then when the lion rolls up against me, that's crazy. I smote him again and killed the lion. Okay, so that's crazy. Number one, he took the he took the sheep. He said, and I I hit him and rescued the sheep out of the mouth right. of the now that's just too much. That's that right there is a message all by itself. Yeah took him out of the mouth of the lion. Then the lion still got strength, so he rises up. So now I got to kill you. Yeah. And he said, <laughs> I smoked the lion. Oh. And the bear, he said, now God delivered me from the... From the... Lion. The lion and the bear. What about him? This yeah. this guy. And, and he was so David. David's infuriated. I mean, he is like, you have offended me because you have spoke against my God. I cannot get it nowadays why people are offended or are too ashamed to talk about the goodness of the Lord. 
um, you know, because, oh, we don't want to offend this religion. We don't want to offset that one. We want to be political. We don't want to cross boundaries or, you know, bring dissension between us. I, I, why? What in the world? They are proud of what they are doing. But David, when you talked against his God, those were fighting words. And the same strength and fury that rose up in him with that bear and that lion, he said, this uncircumcised Philistine? No. Nope. I'll fight him. So after this, David, what he said to King Saul, now Saul takes his armor okay. and trying to give it to David. Because he's still looking at him as ill-equipped. Even though we know that King Saul was much taller than David. Y yeah, and David how could was that a little, little still a youth, still a young probably teenager. Probably a little scrawny and Yeah. <laughs> and David said, I cannot wear this because I haven't tested, I haven't it haven't been tailored to fit me. Oh, that's good. That's you, good. You know, your anointing can't fit. Come me. on now. My own anoint the same anointing Come that I on. had. That defeated the lion. It's greater than this armor. And a bear. Mm. He said, I can't take your, I can't use your armor. My, 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 my. It's not going to work for me. This won't work for me. I have to come and I have to use what I know. I have to use what's been given to me. Mm. I have to, I have to rise up in the strength. Of that God has put my in me. My own anointing. My own anointing, because my anointing has taken down beasts. <laughs> I know you think you're some beast, you know, Goliath, but I have taken down literal beasts. So now we're going to get into the lesson that we laid this good foundation. That's a good foundation. So the lesson was in verse 40, and he took Ooh, his staff in his hand and chose five smooth stones out of the brook and put them in the shepherd bag, which he had, even in script. And his sling was in his hand, and he drew near to the Philistine. Mm, okay. So now we're all dressed up. So we're the, dressed for the battle. So the Philistine's out there. He's making his, his. he's strutting around the battlefield, asking somebody to come out and fight him. I think he enjoyed that. I think he enjoyed knowing everybody was trembling and shaking, mm -hmm. and nobody, he was having a, a, oh, he was just wrapped, he was all full of himself. Well, that's just how the enemy is. Mm -hmm. You know, when, when the crack epidemic hit, hit the, the inner cities and nobody went out to meet him, so to speak. And well, that's another, that's another battle. That's a giant. That's, that's, that's a, a giant. giant. It is. And, and we have that, same, that anointing that God has given us. And we can look at that because we might think it's a big thing. Those prescription, those are giants that... We do have the anointing to get the Over victory, overcoming people can get delivered totally and completely. I believe that, but I'll leave that alone. Well, before you do that, it looks like we're up time for another. Um, it looks like we're up time for another break. Okay. Okay. All right. So, uh, all right. So David is all dressed. He's going down to the battlefield, and they're going to approach each other. But we'll be back in thirty seconds. Okay, 
All right, we're back from the we're back from break, so we're gonna go ahead with the lesson. All right, so now we've got the stage is set. Is it's yeah, showtime? Yes. And the Philistine came on and drew near unto David, mm-hmm. and the man that bare his shield went before him, so he had an armor bearer. Okay. All right. So the Philistine Goliath had a, had somebody who was bearing a shield. In verse forty-two, and when the Philistine looked about. And saw David, he disdrained him. He just looked at David with content, with scorn, and he thought David was an unworthy opponent. Opponent. So there were. That's two, what that word "disdain" means. Disdain. Okay. So there were two mountain ranges. I wanted to say that. I meant to say that in the beginning. There were two mountain ranges. And then there was a valley in between the mountain ranges. And this is where they were in the valley of Elah. Elah. Okay, I got to find it. But anyway, it was the valley of Elah. And uh, on one side, it was kind of like the whole thing. There was a great gulf between. The, but this valley was in between. So when they got ready for the battle, they came down into the valley in this path that leads up. And so here, of all the people standing around, emerges somebody that's probably not even tall enough to be seen <laughs> over the other people. And he steps out. Not only is he now visible, but he is the one that's actually approaching him. Yeah. And so he said, oh, you got somebody, you know, Sam, uh, uh, Goliath, you got somebody to fight me? Okay. My, my armor bearer is going to come out with my shield in case you try to kill me, you know. And my vulnerable points, you know, between my armor or whatever, breastplate. And so he comes out, and then here comes, when he's coming out with all his, you know, glory, so to speak. And then here comes little David, undressed for the, for the occasion, looking ill-equipped. Okay, this is what you got? Yeah. All right, so he takes attitude. Yes, he was. It's this. This this strain means Goliath was insulted. Oh, you cannot be serious. And he thought his opponent David was unworthy. This is the definitions I got when I looked that word up. And when he looked at David, he said, "For he is but a youth." Kid, you said. I'm a giant, I'm a man of war, I'm a champion. And you sent a youth, a teenager out here. You must have jokes. You're playing with me. You, you, I'm offended. I'm offended that you would even do this. And not only that, he's ruddy. I, and I'm mad. Now I'm really mad. He's, he, he's, he's not even... Buff. Buff, yes. He's ruddy <laughs> and he got a fair continent. He looks, he's handsome. You just got this little pretty boy out here. I, yeah. I shouldn't have said pretty boy, but you <laughs> you gonna send this little, you know, you teenager. Have, you don't even shave yet. You got Peach lovely buttons. eyes, and you know he's he's face is clear. He's handsome. What is he gonna finesse me out of this battle? You got to be kidding. Yes. Yeah. So Goliath was just was insulted oh, by yeah. it. Yeah, I'm offended all done. by it. I, you, I, you are done. And this. then he goes on to say in verse forty three. And the Philistine said unto David, Am I a dog that thou come to me with, with staffs? 
You don't even have a sword. You don't even have a shield. You, you don't even have a helmet on. You're not even dressed for the battle. Send somebody like this against me. I'm not even going to get a fair fight. I'm, I'm really mad. All right. All right. If that's the way you want to do it. And then the Philistine cursed David by his gods. So mm -hmm. now he used to get the name of his gods. Mm-hmm. Day God. Oh, my. And his other gods to curse David. Oh, yeah, right. And That's in his curse, and this is what he said, 44, And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air and to the beasts of the field. So go back to that part about he cursed him by his gods, which were not gods. Yes. And so he's going to come and he's going to speak, oh, he gonna speak their names out. Yes. By their God, I'm going to send, you know, by Dagon and by... And take your body and yeah, break it yeah. to pieces. I'm, I'm, I curse you, you know, by these gods. And so they, you know, while they're doing all of this, threatening and, you know, evoking names and, and saying all these things, he already knew he had another name that he was coming in. But he, then he throws a threat on top of it. I'm going to beat you against the wind. I'm going to take your flesh. And give it to the fowls of the air. Yeah, a little ruddy cute boy. And to the beast of the field. And it's going to be eaten by the birds. They're going to pluck the flesh off of your bones. Yes, the vultures. Yeah, the vultures. They're going to come your, down. Give your, your, your flesh to the jackals. The yeah, hyenas. the little beast out in the, in the, in the wilderness. They're going to come and eat the, bone, the flesh off your bones. That was a, it wasn't horrifying enough what he was looking like. Then his words but David speaks were back intimidating to, to but you know that was reason for him to leave. He wasn't dressed. He didn't he's getting cursed by their gods. He's being threatened by this man. And he wasn't, you know, and, and that's those were reasons why a lot of people were running. Because weren't the other ones fleeing from him when they saw the lion come out? When he came out to make his Not uh, this one. His announcement to give me somebody to fight. They took off. Don't don't even look at me. But David speaks back. David just don't be silent. Then it said Stood David to, to the him. Philistine, Thou comes to me with a sword. Mm -hmm. You got a spear. Mm -hmm. You got a shield. Mm. But I come to thee in the name of the Lord okay. of hosts. Not The David. God of the armies of Israel Hallelujah. whom thou hast defied. Mm -hmm. Don't glaze over that. That's big. I come in the name of the Lord. Like Jesus, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. God's getting blessed. Despise means to scorn and to insult. So when people start insulting you. So that's what Goliath was saying. Yeah. He was insulting God. And David. And David. David but he was insulting God because he was yes. insulting David. Now, I think that you need to put a little bit of emphasis on that. When people start insulting you, every the people people of God ought to listen. When you open your mouth to insult somebody and to scorn someone, what did you just say? The despise means? Um, despise um that's the insult or to look upon contempt. So when you start looking upon someone with contempt, contempt, and this is not uncommon, when you look at someone with contempt and you talk about them and you scorn them, you really, in your heart, you despise that person. 
you got to search your heart. The Bible says, you know, that we are keep our heart with all diligence because out of it are the issues of life. And in our hearts, do we despise others? That's, that's something that's very, because according to that definition, according to that definition, mm-hmm. criticizing people and tearing them down and speaking to them scornfully, you have demonstrated that you despise that person. God help us. Well, the scriptures also say, they that know their God okay. shall be strong and do exploit. Which was David. Yes. David knew God. Mm-hmm. He had already had experience with God dealing with the bear and the lion. You have to know God. When so, all of this is going on. And he was already a worshiper and, and, and yes, was a praiser of God. Yes, yes. And he said that to King Saul. Mm-hmm. God who delivered me from the lion and from the bear. Mm-hmm. He's going to deliver me from this Philistine. Mm-hmm. So regardless of the insult you're hurling. And and I the, know God. I and, know my God. And the and what you're facing. Mm-hmm. He can see his enemy. Mm-hmm. And he's big. Big as day. Because Goliath means to be large or that's his definition of yes. his name large Big, huge, yes. immense kind of like leviathan yeah, behemoth. Behemoth. okay so he you know so david seen his enemy in front of him jesus facing him jesus got weapons eye to eye yes on the face battlefield. to face one-on-one yes nobody between you and me but air and opportunity yes well we're gonna find out first 46, this day will the Lord deliver thee into my hand, and I will smite thee and take thy head from thee. Mm. And I will give the carcass of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. I'm going to take your head off. Not for my name, not for my glory, but so people can know God is dwelling on the side on behalf of Israel. I'm going to take your head off. <laughs> Can you see that? After he had made all these threats and said all these things and despised them and cursed them. I'm, and David responds, I'm going to take off your head. And they're going to know it's a God around here. That's some heavy stuff. David was a, he was a, he was a powerful, well, well, courageous I, little kid. Well, I do believe that God should or, or God would do exploits among his people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the, the church should have a reputation. And we do. That if you go to that church over there, you will get healed, delivered, set free. Or just in the body of Christ actually exercising the power and the authority of God. Yes. Yeah, we don't want to separate. But this is what David said. They're yeah. going to know that there is a God. In Israel. In Israel. Okay. I used to tell my patients that. Because obviously the Philistines didn't think that there was a God in Israel because they oppressed them for right, all of these right. years. Where's over, your God? Over a hundred years. They just go there and take Israel stuff. And that's what they would always say. You know, remember when they got down in the, in Babylon? You know, sing us one of the songs of Zion. But they would ask them things like, where's your God? Where's your God now? You know, thinking that because you are among Israel, so to speak in this case, or among the people of God, then why doesn't he do something? Here, we can walk in and take your stuff. We can ready to come in and take your land. And this was what it was. It was a standoff. 
they had conquered all the land up to that point. The Philistines were. Yeah, right. And now it's like, okay, now we're just going to move all the way into Palestine and take your stuff and your land and conquer this. But we're going to find out that the conquerors get conquered mm-hmm. in this lesson. This is why this is set up by God. David is predestined to fight this battle. Yeah, he was the one. And it goes on, said 42, and all the assemblies mm-hmm. shall know that the Lord saved not with the sword mm-hmm. and the spear, <laughs> but the battle mm. belongs to the Lord, and mm. he will give you into our hands. Mm. See, this is what David said. See, you got to understand something. I believe David knew mm-hmm. God's reputation during Moses' ministry. Mm-hmm. When he divided the Red Sea and the mm-hmm. people came through on dry land. Yeah, that was the standard of God's power yes. back in that day. And then when Joshua pet, prayed and the sun stood still, mm-hmm. and they got the victory and God rained down hell on the enemies as they fought. No, yeah. this happened before David's Before David's time. You okay. got to know your history. You got to you gotta know. You got to know your God. You got to know his testimony. That's why you got to know the word. And that's why David said, I'm coming to you in the name of the Lord. Okay. You uncircumcised Philistine. You coming to me with your gods, I'm coming to you in this battle with the God who I know. And I tried them when I handled the lion and the bear when the Spirit of God came upon David. So David knew his God. He 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 It's like the scripture said, I have heard about you with the hearing of the ears. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Now my eyes have behold you. So David heard about him with the hearing of his ears, what he did in Egypt, the plagues and delivered him through the Red Sea and what he did in Joshua ministry during the conquest of the land of Canaan. And no doubt what he did during Samson and the temple of Dagon. And, and, and you know what? He says in the, search the scriptures, for in them you think you have, you, you think you have eternal life. But these are they that testify of me. The scriptures testify of him. They testify of his works. Yes. They testify of his handiwork. Psalms 119 talks about his handiworks, his judgments, his statutes, his laws. You know, he talks about all of that. And if you don't know the words, see, David was full. So he didn't, for, for, for all that Sam, all that Goliath was doing, to intimidate David, it had to overthrow David's knowledge of God and David's relationship with God and David's connection with God. But he was so tightly intertwined with God that all of that bounced right off of David. He said, I'm going to take your head off. I'm going to take off your head and I'm going to feed you. To, then the birds will take you. So you have to know the word of God. Well, that's why we study the scriptures. Mm-hmm. We read the scriptures. We, we put the them scripture. into our heart. We, yes. Those who are in the body of Christ, we know the word of God Jesus. is food for our spiritual yes, man. Lord, when we spirit. read it, the Holy Ghost pick things out of it. Mm-hmm. And it feeds us and it fortifies us. It builds us up in God. Especially yes. in these times that we live in with the coronavirus and pandemic and economy is bad. Oh my God. The word of God builds us up. It sustains sustains us. us. Yes. It really is matter. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is matter. And this is what's going to fortify us and bring us through. Okay. So verse 48 said, and it came to pass 
when the Philistines arose and came and drew nigh to David, that David hastened and ran towards the army uh, to meet the Philistines. He hurried up and did it's like, wait, just let me at him like a, like a bull, kind of when they get ready to let him out of his uh, shoot, whatever they call it. Yeah. He was ready. He already said the battle belongs to the Lord. He was ready. And he knew that God would, would be with him. And David was anointed. I'm already. just the instrument. Sometimes you got to know that you are anointed. Mm -hmm. And you are predestined for this. And God, in his foreknowledge, knew. Matter of fact, he assigned you. Mm hmm to go after or mm -hmm. to battle Goliath. Mm -hmm. Your the anointing carries is destructive power in the anointing. It destroys the yoke. Mm -hmm. wow. So, verse 49 says, And David put his hand in his bag and took thus a stone and sling it and smote the Philistine in his forehead that the, sunk, that the stone sunk in his forehead and he fell upon his face to the earth. Now, um, I do want to say that they would think that uh, Goliath was well-equipped. Even naturally, they would think that Goliath was well-equipped. And all David's had, you know, our modern-day slingshots, those little, little wide-looking, you know, uh, instrument with a elastic band on it, and you just kind of stretch it, and then, you know, that sounds and looks very silly up against what he had, but... This was kind of like one of those, uh, say, like a, a, a cloth or something, but you swing it around, and then when you aim it and release it, you swung it and built up the speed and the velocity of it so that when it hits upon impact, it can have, you know, it can do great damage. But David had the slingshot. Goliath had everything else, even just the, the tip of his spear weighed 15 pounds. Mm -hmm. So that alone could have pierced a person's body at the right velocity or the right speed. But David was skillful with that. He had to protect those sheep. So he was skillful at that. Do you think it was chance that it hit David, that it hit Goliath in between his eyes and his forehead and sunk in? He was skillful. You have to be skillful with your weapons. And the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Be skillful with prayer. Be skillful in the word. The Bible talks to us about being skillful, right? It tells us to be skillful. So David was skillful with what he had. If you don't have what somebody else's anointing, don't try to be like that person. Use the anointing you've got and be skillful. Feed it with the word. Feed it with prayer. Feed it with the word. Feed it with the lifestyle. Be skillful. And then that's what happened. David used his weapon skillfully. Yeah. So let's go to verse 50. So David pre prevailed over the Philistine for a sling and for a stone and smote the Philistine mm -hmm. and slew him. Mm -hmm. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Okay. Nope. He didn't have a sword, but he had already told him, I'm going to cut your head off. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. and this is what's so powerful about this. When he picked these five smooth stones. Mm -hmm. see, and like you said, when he used the sling and he hit him in the forehead, it seemed like those stones was a perfect weapon. Mm -hmm. Because when it 
hit him and sunk in. Yeah. And he fell. But in this verse, he didn't have any sword. So what David did was, in, in the last verse of this lesson, therefore David ran and stood upon the Philistine, mm. took his sword, drew it out of the sheath thereof, and slew him and cut off his head therewith. therewith. And when the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they fled. Well, fled because okay. they saw that the best, <laughs> here, you shoot, we're going to use our best and our most powerful weapon. Well, that's done. He's, David has killed him. So we're going to leave. We are not even going to fight. This little kid that came out here and showed out. David said, I'm going to take off your head. I don't even have a sword. Oh, there's one right there. I'll use yours. They were barbaric. That was barbaric, wasn't it? Well, that's what, um, that was their method of, um. That was the way that they fought and won and conquered. And those they took his head off. It's a lot of stories, a lot of bloody stories in, in the scriptures. Well, the Bible is a bloody book. It is. Redemption it's... is a bloody, our salvation is a bloody salvation, right. too. Bible's full of blood and. But um, that's what God said to the woman. Woman, what is this, this that thou hast done? Mm -hmm. When Eve had ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Mm -hmm. And ever since then, salvation, like you said, the purchase of blood. Oh, yeah. Well, it was really, was, but it was really, we do know that it was really Adam because he was the one that God had gave the commandment to. You have to put it where there because God had gave Okay. The, well, we know that. I mean, you know, it's not a... We got the, God said that the first man, Adam, was, you know, then you got the second man, Adam. So he places it squarely. Adam sold us into sin. Jesus brought us out. But at any rate, this is Goliath versus David versus Goliath. But the bottom line is what? Is the people of God versus the power of darkness. Because well, we, we do win. Because we have the blood of Christ. We don't fight against flesh and blood. We have the Holy Spirit. Yes. We got a faithful high priest. We yes. got the right hand of the Father. Amen. Make an intercessor for us daily. Amen. Well, you know what? That's why I said we can come boldly before the throne of grace. Yes. And find grace, find mercy, and grace to help in the time of need. Wow. Good lesson. Good lesson on the Simpsons. So we're... We're right at that mark where we're running out of time. So we thank God for the lesson. And God is good. This is awesome. I pray the people of God will get uh, a strength from it. And then it will be renewed. We get back to work. We got to get back on our, we got to get back, you know, to that place where it was just all about battle and not about flesh at all. Well, we got to realize that we've been predestined mm -hmm. to yeah. live a holy, righteous, mm -hmm. sanctified mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. So that when... Goliath or giants do rise in right. our lives. Right. We're we can be quiet. like David. We can be full of faith, mm -hmm. not fear. Right. And know who our God is because we got a relationship with him. So this pandemic, is it a, 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 a giant? Yes, there's people all over that are... All over the world. Except North Korea, they're not making any reports, we know. What, what about... Um, this whole racism, <clears throat> that's another, that's another Goliath. Poverty and the um, recession, we plunged into a great recession and depending on what happens on Capitol Hill, what they decide, it could be a 
depression. So we got some giants. We got some giants. But like you said earlier, they that know their God shall be mighty and do exploits. Wait a minute. I'm going to pray us out. Say, Holy Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we want to thank you for your word, Lord. Oh, God. And I thank you for being a blessing to, your, to the hearers. And they will enjoy your rich word, Lord. Take up strength and be encouraged in this dark hour that unto him will be able to keep us and prevent us from the sons of the dead, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right. Remember, the Bible says that you're the apple of his eye. Whoever touches you has touched him. You're, the battle is not yours, but the battle is the Lord's. God bless you, and uh, we hope you enjoyed this. And join us again next week for our next lesson. All right. We, we pray for you in Jesus' name. Amen. everyone this is Valerie with reset forever podcast ministries myself and my husband elder Daniel Simpson have been teaching Sunday school lessons out of the Union Gospel Press Sunday school book and it has been suggested by some of our listeners that we also teach from the word of flame Sunday school book so we're gonna try to start this September actually September 6th we should be in word of flame and that should be from the living word series. So listen for both of them. They'll both be found on the site. That's Reset Forever Ministries podcast with Dr. Valerie Simpson and Elder Daniel Simpson. All right. Hope you enjoy this week's lesson. God bless. God bless you. This is Dr. Valerie Simpson. This is Elder Daniel Simpson. And thank you for joining us on this week's episode of Reset Forever podcast. And we're coming to you this week with the Union Gospel Press Sunday School lesson, uh, lesson number 11. And we are reading or learning today about Saul's attempts on David's life. It's coming out of the book of 1 Samuel, chapter number 19, and verses 18 through 17. So we hope you'll enjoy the lesson, and God bless you, Elder Daniel Simpson. Praise the Lord, everybody. Let me start off with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for this day. We just appreciate you, and we love you, Lord, and we love that you'll gleam into your rich word, yes. that we can know your purpose. We ask you to give us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding the spirit to teach rich word to your people in Jesus precious name amen. amen so we are in a very good lesson this is Saul attempts on David's life 
attempts multiple. Yes, this okay. is not his first attempt in this lesson. He actually had two more attempts before we get to this lesson. We're going to examine some of those because we have to kind of examine why Saul all of a sudden mm -hmm. David is his target. Right, right, right. And it helps us to examine ourselves too. So we'll see. I think we'll, some of us will see ourselves in Saul a little bit. Because David, you know, last week's lesson he defeated Goliath. Mm -hmm. And that was a major victory, not only for uh, God's people, but for the kingdom of Israel. Mm -hmm. And in this week's lesson, it seems like it's a flip. Now Saul, he wants to kill David. So we want to uh, examine some things that led up to this, if you will. Okay. So we're going to start off, actually, to set the foundation of this lesson and, and 2 Samuel chapter 18. Okay, you're going to go to 18. All right. And we'll start off in verse number 5. And we'll read here. And in this, these few verses we're going to read, we're going to see where now the switch has flipped in King Saul. Mm. From being, you know, envious, joyous of David's success on the battlefield with Goliath, that he turns to be envious and jealous. So it reads like this. Verse 5. And when David went out whatsoever, Saul sent him and behaved himself wisely. And Saul sent him over the men of war. And he was accepted in the sight of all the people and also in the sight of Saul's servants. Then verse 6 goes on to read. And it came to pass as they came, when David was returning from the slaughters of the Philistines, <laughs> that the women came out of all the cities of Israel singing and dancing to meet King Saul with tambourines, with joy, and with instrument of music. Okay, let me ask you a question. Shouldn't, um, couldn't we add what was said or what happened in chapter 16 that just comes to mind? Go ahead. Okay, so um, that was the time when um, when Saul was really angry at David again and uh, I think that was when he had defeated Goliath. And, um, yes, last week's lesson. Yeah, last week's lesson. And he had defeated uh, David. But there were times before this that Saul would be troubled. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in a second. But Saul would be troubled, and David would come and play with the harp. And so in chapter number 16, verse number 14, it says, But the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and the evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. And I think we see that again in this week's lesson, don't we? Yes. Okay, so that is kind of one of those hard questions, one of those hard discussions to have. An evil spirit from the Lord, it just sounds like an oxymoron. Evil from the Lord, you know, who is not capable of doing wrong. But um, he can allow things. And then, then God has a good side and God has a side of wrath. But nonetheless, God had permitted some things. And in this case, we're talking about an evil spirit that was permitted to torment Saul. And I think it's uh, important for people to understand that some of the things he does are extreme because there are some, there's some activity there in the spiritual realm that is tormenting Saul. Well, Saul has been rejected at this point. Yeah, it was when God rejected him that God the spirit God took his anointed from King Saul. 
because of his disobedience mm -hmm. and he wouldn't follow God's command. Mm -hmm. And so now you've seen that where a spirit came and troubled him. Okay. And David will play with the harp with his anointing. Mm -hmm. And so I will be refreshed and will be made whole right. or made well. But in this instance, we're going to see that as these women came out and were celebrating their victory over the Philistines, it was like a, a, a parade, if you will. Celebratory parade, like yes. when the men would come home from war. war. Kind of like that big one that when they came home from the war and they had that big parade in New York yes. and big celebration. It was one of those. Everybody was happy. We won our king. Uh, has brought us through another triumph and victory, yes. and he's feeling good about himself. Yes, until <laughs> verse 7. And sure the women is. answer one another as they play. Right. And, and answer one another. It's kind of like one of those call songs, you know. I say, have you tried Jesus? And you say... He's all right. Yeah, so they were kind of calling back and forth one to another. So it was one of those occasions, everybody's hyped. And the king, you know, here he comes. But the words of the song. Words of a song says this. Saul has slain his thousand. Mm -hmm. And then the other women would answer. And David has slain his, his ten, ten thousands. Thousand. Okay, so I'm pretty sure that that deflated his bubble real quick. You know, it just his ego was gone. Oh, yeah, it rained on that parade that yes. day. But it was more than just um, ego because that troubling. The spirit that troubled and tormented him was also involved in this anger and frustration that drives him. And we'll see more of that in just a second. Yes, he becomes envious. And the word envious is this. I got a definition. Okay. Envious means a resentment because of another's success. Okay, so I'm I'm a little envious, you know. Okay, you've accomplished some things, you know, and uh, it would be nice if it had been me. So, you know. You're looking pretty good, and I, you know I wish I had, you know, but, I could accomplish such things. But that's envy. Yes, because his is ten times, according to the women in the song. Saul, you just got a thousand. David got ten thousand. So not only are you better, but he's telling he's like, oh, he's like ten times ten better times than better you, Saul. <laughs> but he's the king, yeah. and he does have an ego. Yes. Okay. So now he become envious. And the book of James says this is about envious. For where there's envy is and strife, there's confusion and in every, every evil work. Right. And now we're going to see some, some of the evil works. Saul okay. That he's going to do. So it goes on, verse 8 said, mm -hmm. And Saul was very wroth, and the saying displeased him. Okay, now I think, did you, did you get a definition for wroth? Because there's fury in that. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's one thing to be, I'm upset. You know, okay, I'm a little salty. I'm bitter. He's raw. Oh, there was like flames, you know. He's mad. Burning. Coals and embers, you know. That so it's it's very severe. It's very severe. Yes. So he was raw. He was angry, very angry. And the saying displeased him. Mm -hmm. And he said, They have ascribed unto David ten thousand. And to me they have ascribed but a thousand. And what can he have more but the kingdom? So he's, he's saying, you know, well, I mean, he stopped and he rehearses it. Okay, they're saying, they're saying he's 10 times better than me. 
Okay, if, he, if that's the case, then, you know, there's nothing less for, le- left for him to get but the kingdom. So he's really threatened yeah. Saul's uh, leadership and Saul's place and purpose and yes. know, his height in God. But David's not going out of his way to do this. No. It's just that God is with him and he's anointed and whatever he put his hands at, he's prospered. Right. He's blessed. The Lord is in this. And and I want to say too that David, not only was he just blessed in what he did, but he did it with all his heart as unto the Lord. And that's what made it so exceptional because David didn't do it. He was not a man pleaser. No, he was an apple polisher, as I like to say. But he did it as unto the Lord with all his heart. And God gave him that anointing and that strength. He couldn't have killed that bear and that lion without that power from God. So David was totally given over, and as a result, he had an anointing to do that. So Saul looked at it as, David's trying to take my kingdom, but God was using him. And I think Saul knows that God was with David. Yeah, he, he knew that he was rejected because Samuel told him that. That the kingdom yes. was going to be taken away from him yes. because of his disobedience. And it would not be established. Yes, because okay. he did not follow God's you didn't, commandments. You didn't follow God's prescribed order. You follow what man wants to do. Mm-hmm. And you, when, you, when you're a leader, when you're God's leader, mm-hmm. he called you for you to follow his instructions. Mm-hmm. Now, we know we're going to get other people coming and saying, you should do this and you should do that yeah. and you should do this. Then when you pray about it, God said, I know the future. Mm-hmm. I know what I want, which way I want you to go. Right. That's why we walk by faith and not by sight. Mm-hmm. You know. So it goes on to say this in verse 9. Mm-hmm. And Saul eyed David from that day and forward. Okay, so when he said he eyed him, it wasn't that he was just watching David. He was looking upon him in anger. He was looking upon him. That, and, and I think that is the pivotal point. That is the shift. That is the shift from envy, which is, you know, I'm a little, I'm resentful, to jealous. jealous. Okay, so there's a difference in envy and jealousy. Yes. The definition for jealousy is this. It builds resentment against someone because of that person's success. But jealousy has something else going on with it. Mm-hmm. It has strong emotions attached. Okay. So it's just that I'm just envious of you because you're successful. Mm-hmm. But now my emotions is involved. So let me say this. Um, um, the Bible says jealousy, re- uh, anger rests in the bosom of the fool. But he says that the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Now... You just made the distinction between envy and jealousy. Jealousy has, what was it? It had a... a dis- it, it, it's the same thing as resentment, but it has, it has strong, strong emotion. Okay, so jealousy has a driver behind it yeah. that, that uh, envy doesn't. And the drive, the Bible says that uh, it's uh, jealousy is as cruel as the grave. So it goes to extents of if there are things, there are boundaries that jealousy will make you cross before you even knew it. I mean, do you know that even in this life, a man will destroy a woman or a woman will try to kill a man or 
Somebody will try to kill their enemy because there was jealousy in there and there was a driving force that was beyond their ability. Now, I've read something. I think I told you about it yesterday because God is jealous, right? We even look at that and God is jealous. But um, I was reading about when Moses was about to go up to Mount Nebo and God was giving him revelation on some of the things that were going to happen. He said, you're not going to cross over Jordan. But he said, these people, they're going to worship what is not even a God. And they're going to move me to jealousy. And I'm going to move them to jealousy with a nation that's not even a nation. And I think that comes later on when the heathens or the Gentiles are invited in. But here's what he said. He said, they're... They have provoked me to jealousy. He said, and there is a fire kindled in my wrath, and it is going to burn to the lowest hell. That's, that's a wrath. I mean, you don't want to fall into the hands of an angry God. But his jealousy, he said, they, you moved me. So where I was with you and blessing and giving and preserving, I'm not there with you anymore. Now I'm in another place. I, I have a fire kindled in my wrath and it is going to burn to the lowest hell and I am going to bring destruction. So this is what it does and even in God. But here is a man that has that kind of wrath and he's coming after David. Well, this is what Proverbs 6 says. Okay. And you're right. It says, jealousy is the rage of a man. Mm. That's Proverbs 6, 34, 35. 6, 34. He will not regard any ransom. Mm. Neither will he re neither will he rest content though thou give him many gifts. No matter what you give me, I'm still raging. His rage is there. Wow. And Song of Solomon, Can't you brought that up. It says jealousy is cruel as the grave. Cruel. Cruel. The coals thereof are coals of fire which have an intense flame. Mm -hmm. And this is what David finished start experiencing with this relationship with Saul now. Okay. Because Saul has moved from the stage of being envious. And, and, because, and not liking David. Yes, because David getting all these praise. And accolades and recognition. Yes. And from he his, was now more of a, he was a bigger figure in Israel than the king. Yes. Because of his exploit, because his exploits on the battlefield. Mm -hmm. So now he moved from envy to jealous, and his jealousy is a rage now. Okay. That wants to take David's life. So we're gonna look at Saul's first attempt on okay. David's life because in this Sunday school lesson, this is just his third attempt okay. on David's life. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now, um, just before we go to that third attempt. First attempt. The first attempt. Okay. How about a break? Okay.
thank God for that. All right, so now we're in the, we're going to go ahead and go into his attempt, his first attempt, which is even before the lesson starts, okay? First attempt on David's life is in, actually in verse 10 of chapter 8. Okay. And this is just after he uh, was eyeing David from that day forward. And it goes in verse 10, it said, And it came to pass on tomorrow that the evil spirit from the Lord came upon Saul, and he prophesied in the midst of the house. One translation says he was he was in a rage. This evil spirit had put Saul into a rage. And okay, so just pure fury and fire. Yes. Just, <laughs> I've heard that before. Yes. And... David came and played with his hands the harp as other times and there was a javelin in Saul's hand. Mm -hmm. Now the other times that David would play mm -hmm. it would heal Saul and he would be refreshed and he would be well. Mm -hmm. But this time because Saul is eyeing David and he's at and another he's level. jealous, yes. Mm -hmm. And he's full of rage. We looked up that definition of rage, a biblical definition with scripture. Mm -hmm. And in my biblical definition, we read his emotions is high now. I think I think the biggest point that you said that ties it in there is like no you can't bribe them out of what they're feeling. You can give them gifts and everything. And but they refuse. It's like one scripture talked about Rachel weeping for her children refused to be comforted. You can refuse to be comforted or you can resist the comfort that comes. Now those other times David played, it healed him. And the Bible said he was refreshed. And well. And well, where he was really a sick, tormented man, he would listen to it and it would calm him. But now he's in a place of rage. And he's refusing comfort. He doesn't want comfort. He wants revenge. He wants blood. Yeah. So God's not going to force you. You know, so he was in a place where he was driving his, he was driving his destiny. Yes. And David was playing with his hands as at other times. Right. And there was a javelin in Saul's hand. And verse 11 said, and Saul cast the javelin. For he said, I will smite David even to the wall with it and David avoided out of his presence twice. Reflexes of a cat. Huh? <laughs> That's the first attempt on David's life. So now I think you told me that was how he, isn't that how Saul no, Saul ended up dying like that. Got his head cut off and didn't they didn't they impale him to the wall? Yes, the Philistines did that. They took chapter. him. So what he was trying to do to David was the way he ended up. His his corpse. Yes. His carcass ended up nailed to the wall in the house of the Philistines' God. So David then. Okay, that's next week. Okay, so he ended up with the the type of uh, death he tried to bring on David. Now, the second attempt on David's life, Saul used a different type of method. Okay. He tried to get clever. <laughs> Once he found out that his younger daughter, who's in the Sunday school lesson, was in love with David, he said this in verse 26. 
sorry, verse 20. Okay. A saw of daughter. Uh, verse number 20. Yeah, Michael. Michael. Saul's daughter loved David. Yeah. And they told Saul. And the thing pleased him. And Saul said, I will give him her that she may be a what? A snare to him. This is just so ugly. <laughs> this is so ugly. Now, you're, if your daughter... I, weren't we happy when our daughter got married? Yes, of course. But we weren't looking at it, you know, okay, we're going to give her to him so we can get our hands on him and murder him. This is yeah. just awful. She loves him. He was supposed to get the first one after he killed Goliath. Yes, that was one of the... The, the, the one that was promised. Yes. He didn't get her. She didn't really like him. Right. But he didn't get her. He gave him to Ariel or whatever his name was, yeah. somebody else. So David got cheated that time, but he had another chance. And he said, he said, well, what, what, you know, how can I, you know, the son of a poor man, because Jesse didn't have nothing. So, you know, afford the dowry for a king's daughter. And so he said, well, David, all I want, you don't have to do that. All I want is the foreskins of a hundred Philistines. No problem. David went down to war, right? Like he always does. Instead of bringing him 100, he bought 200. He killed him, and he threw him at the foot of Saul. But then he was looking at opportunity to get David murdered. That's all he wanted. Out of, that's all he saw out of it. It's another chance to get to him. Yes. So verse 21, we'll finish reading it. Kind of summed it up a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry. I just got a little excited. That's okay. The story. So he said in verse 21, And Saul said, I will give him her, that she may be a snare, and that the hands of the Philistines might be against him. Right. Wherefore Saul said to David, Thou shalt this day be my son-in-law in the one of the... And y'all be twine or be married. Yeah. Y'all one of the twine. Mm, making it sound normal. Yeah. So verse 23 is what you said. So Saul's servant spake these words in the ear of David, and David mm -hmm. said, Seemeth it to you a light thing to be the king's son-in-law, mm -hmm. seeing that I am a poor man yeah. and lightly esteemed. He was humble. Yes. Because he wasn't trying to take any, you know, glory for himself. Glory for himself. Even though his, his, his exploits on a battlefield was... Oh, phenomenal. Success, yes. Oh, yeah. He was, he was a man, a mighty man of valor, like yes. no other. He was bloody. Yes. So, it goes on to say this in 25. And Saul said, Thus shall you say to David, The king desired not any dowry, right. but a hundred foreskins of the Philistines. Right. I'm, that's what I'm saying. He was bloody. I mean, it, and he was able to do it. It's just so barbaric. It's just, you read the Bible, and you read, look at some of the stuff, it's just barbaric. But they would just go and do it. And some of that stuff still remains today. They do barbaric stuff in some of those uh, those tribes and those nations. But, but David was humble. If you look at it, I really don't think at this point that David is looking at Saul as his enemy. Do you? I mean, I know he knew he was trying to kill him, but, you know, he's like, okay, well, if that's what you want, I'll give it to you, king. If you got a battle, you want me to fight, I'll go do it. I don't think he's looking at him like, this man is, is trying to, he's out for your blood. 
Yes, at this point, because that was the first attempt. Right. And this is the second attempt because he's trying to set him up. Yeah. That the Philistines might kill him mm-hmm. to get these foreskins. But do you think that I don't think that David looked at him as his enemy? No. Mm-mm. No, he never. He never had. Never. He was trying to kill him because he had two opportunities to kill right. him. Right. He did. And he wouldn't lift up his hand against him. Right. He look. He still saw him through, through all of that. As he God's still anointed. Had, as God's anointed. That superseded everything that Saul did. Yes. He was God's anointed, even though the spirit was coming to trouble him. And you know, and that's why I don't like for people to say, you know, some people are hard to love and they haven't done nothing but maybe roll their eyes at you and talk to you. They haven't thrown a javelin at you and sent you out on a mission that was going to get you killed. You know, it's not even nearly like that. We get lost for such, so much less. It's so petty. Well, we got to grow in, we got to grow in grace. And the only way you grow in grace is when you get an in-depth understanding of God's word. That people have gone through what you have gone through. And they have overcome by the grace of God. Be in relationship. Be a people of God with a relationship with God. Because yeah. David had a relationship. So, so verse 27 said, okay. Therefore David arose and went, he and his men, and slew the Philistines, 200 men, mm-hmm. and brought them foreskins and gave them in full tale to the king. So you see how he goes over and above? He only yes. wanted 100. Yes. David gave him twice of what he wanted. How righteous is that? And verse 29 said, And Saul was yet the more afraid of David, and Saul became David's enemy continuously. But the reason he was afraid is because he knew God was with David. Your enemies know, they know God is with you. They Sometimes they'll go so far, sometimes they'll step back and they'll watch you from a distance. Sometimes they won't do anything. But Saul knew that God was with David, and that's what put the fright and the fear in his heart. But nonetheless, nonetheless. he still tried to kill David. He's, but that rage was there. Yes, that, that burning rage. That's what jealousy is all about. That's it why, seeks. That's why we read what Songs of Solomon said about jealousy. Cruel as the grave. And the coals thereof has an intense heat. And and that goes back to what God said, that there is a fire kindled in my wrath. That, that's significant. So jealousy is jealousy is definitely synonymous with burning rage. Yeah. Well, Deadly. God, but when God said that in Deuteronomy, he was saying that concerning his covenant that he had with Israel. That's right. And if they violate the covenant or if they break uh his covenant that he made with them. Right. At Mount Nebo. Right. Yep, he was going to Mount Nebo, that's true, and Mount Sinai. That the covenant that he made with them, Mm -hmm. it was an everlasting covenant. Mm -hmm. But he knew that they were going to worship. That's why he warned them ahead of time. I'm letting you know right now. If you do this, all of these curses that are written in Deuteronomy are going to come upon you. They will come upon you in such because I'm a, when, it, when it comes, I'm gonna be in my jealous rage mm-hmm. because one scripture say jealousy is his name, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which was another character of his name. Mm-hmm. It's just how serious this plan of salvation is. Yeah. It's just how serious when Satan, when Lucifer, you know, in heaven was cast down because committed treason yes. and tried to take the throne of God in heaven, and he's cast down to the earth realm. Right. 
This is how serious this war, the spiritual warfare is between God and his enemy, the Lucifer. So it's not really about them. I mean, well, not totally, but because they did some things, they were his his people. He was their God. But I do, I do um, look at this as a, a lesson that kind of teaches us how we're to love God. I think if you start reading some of these lessons and see how God in, interacted, that you should really walk away from the Bible. Every time you read it, every time you study it, you should walk away somehow with your heart lifted or your your hands lifted. Because look at what God was doing. He was telling Moses when that story about the kindling of his fury and his wrath. He was telling Moses, it's time for you to die. And you're about to go to Mount Nebo. But before you do, I need you to give Joshua his charge. And he's having this conversation with him. He's saying, you know what? When you're gone, they're going to start worshiping other idols. They're going to start worshiping idols and doing like he's just having this resurrection. This, this um, conversation with them. With um, with Moses, there's so much. There's so much, so much, and God's having this conversation and telling him, "But I'm mad, and I'm going to judge them," you know. But and and Moses is facing death. He told he told Joshua, "I'm about to cross. I'm about to leave and go, and I'm going to have to sleep with my fathers, and you all are going to cross over the Jordan." But at the same time, you know, we understand that God is a kind and a loving God. So we're seeing here where David's life was being threatened on multiple occasions. And God would show himself to be strong on David's behalf. And it would cause Saul to be afraid. So David married Saul's daughter. That was, um, I didn't get her name. Micah. Oh, that was, this is when he married Michael. Okay. Yep. The first one is what I was thinking. Okay, so he married Michael. So now in chapter 19, verse 1, okay. since Saul is afraid of David, mm -hmm. he tried to get his son Jonathan to kill David. <coughs> so this is what he said in verse 1 of 19. And Saul spake to Jonathan's son and to all his servants that they should kill David. He just put it out there for everybody. But Jonathan Take him out. is going to intervene on David's behalf. Of course. In verse 4. Okay. And Jonathan spake good of David unto Saul's father and said unto him, Let not the king sin against his servant, yeah. against David, because he has not sinned against thee, and because his works have been of thee were very, very good. good. <clears throat> for he did put his life in his hands, and he slew the Philistine. Oh, yeah, when nobody else would come out. And, and, and you didn't have no, uh, there was no other remedy. And then, then David stepped out, and he killed him. Goliath. A child. By name. And you were happy that day. Yeah. You loved David then. Yeah. Verse number five. In his and, the, and the Lord wrought a great salvation for Israel, and thou saw it, and didst rejoice. Mm-hmm. Wherefore then... Will thou sin against innocent blood to slay to slay David without a cause? What are you gonna kill him for? You were happy that day. Now what are you, what are you gonna kill him for? So now now Jonathan is being a mediator. Mm -hmm. He's speaking on David's behalf. He's to reasoning father. with Saul. With Saul. Mm -hmm. And I like Jonathan because he reasoned with Saul with with, with facts. 
you was there on the battlefield. Right, was it wasn't in your a, tent, scared, right. mm-hmm. and David went out there and slew Goliath. Yep, and all the men that was all, the ones that didn't run were standing there with their knees knocking and shaking, and David stepped out boldly and took this Philistine down. And you were happy, according to verse number, uh, verse number five. Um, and you rejoice. You rejoice then. Wherefore will you sin against innocent blood? To slay David without a cause. Without, why are you going to kill him? There's no reason for you to kill him. Except that he was ragingly jealous. Yeah. But this this still the best. And Saul hearkened unto the voice of Jonathan. He took heed. And Saul swore, swear, as the Lord liveth, he shall not be slain. But this is a, this is a man that's got mental, <laughs> mental illness, you know, so to speak, with the rage drove him into a, a point of mental Ill, irrationality. And so that's what would happen when that evil spirit would come upon him. But when they, when, when Jonathan reasoned with him and rationalized with him, he took heed. So Jonathan, verse 7, and Jonathan called David, and Jonathan showed him all those things. And Jonathan brought David to Saul, mm-hmm. and he was in his presence as in time passed. So he was able to come. So he went and got David and brought him back, and everything was okay. Everything was fine until. Uh-oh. Here we go. So we got another attempt coming up, don't we? Well, because there's going to be war, mm-hmm. and David is going to be very successful, and the women are going to start singing. They don't say they sing, but that's what they normally would do. Well, yeah. And he would go back. Okay. So verse 8. Okay. Of the Sunday school lesson. Mm-hmm. There was war again, and David went out and fought with the Philistines. And he slew them. With a great slaughter. That's and the part. They flee they from fled. him. They, they fled, fled from, from him. So, so here's the thing. He went. Out. <laughs> he went out and really. I mean, you know, I'm back in the king's good graces. Then he rose up. He's sending me out to war. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna do this with all my heart. I'm gonna bring. And and the Bible says it was he slew them with a great, great slaughter. slaughter. And the rest that he didn't kill, flee, or fled from him. So the ones he could catch, <laughs> he killed everything he could catch. And his men. Yeah, he was a mighty man. So when he comes back from the battlefield, the women, because that's what they normally because do. Because they, they see what's going on. They start singing and celebrating mm-hmm. and having a joyous occasion. Yeah. And now Saul... It's in a rage in verse 9. And the evil spirit from the Lord and going was crazy upon again. Saul, and he sat in his house with his javelin in his hand, and David played with his hand. Okay, so so he's sitting there. He's going into one of his fits again. Why is he always sitting around with a spear or a javelin? He just, you know, like he's just ready to kill somebody at any minute, and David's doing all the warfare. I guess he just wanted to give that image that, you know, he was the king. He was the king. Um, yeah, he wanted to have the image, you know. Yes, but he's taking it out on the wrong people. Well, he's go jealous. Kill, this is yeah. what jealousy does. But he should have used that fury to go out and get them innocent. But but he was so, 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 so infuriated with David that he's sitting around with a spear in his hand. And a lot of times you'll find out he's standing there with a spear. This time he's sitting in the palace, got a javelin, just sitting there with a javelin. And David shows up. Well, I mean, we look in the scripture, this is not... He's not the only character in the Bible who was, who was jealous and did 
a person wrong. I mean, oh, kill. I mean, kill. if you look at Joseph mm-hmm. as, a, as an example of his yeah. brothers being yeah. jealous and envious of him. Right, and then a lot of the judges did the same thing too. You were here, somebody reigned for two months, and then this one reigned for six months and got killed. And, you know, there was that's, that was the way and the nature of the people at that time. But uh, here comes David with good news. I just, you know, there was, there was battle. We, we come back, we didn't just get the victory. We had a great slaughter, and they took off running. You're supposed to be happy. But this torment, this, this is a troubled man. He's tormented. Well, the Bible said an evil spirit um, came upon him. Mm-hmm. From the Lord came upon Saul as he sat in his house yeah. with his javelin in his hand. And David played with his hand. And verse 10, and Saul sought to smite David even to the wall with the javelin. But he slipped away out of Saul's presence. And he smote the javelin to the wall. And David fled and escaped that night. He fled and escaped that night. Fled. It was again, like, like, like I said, he wanted to nail David to the wall with that. He wanted to just impale him to the wall with this javelin. So when he threw it, you know, it was to do the ultimate, you know, take him out and have him hanging there on the wall. But that is, that's the way that he ended up dying, nailed and impaled to a wall, decapitated. But in this lesson, which is his third attempt on David's third life. Third attempt, yeah. He's going to go beyond because in verse 11 it said, and Saul sent messengers unto David's house to watch him. Okay, this is, yeah, this so is. So he sent some of his, one translation said he sent some of his troops. Right, so watch him when he gets up in the morning. Get him. Bring him in here. I'm going to kill him. Watch him. And slay him in the morning. But his wife. That's uh, Michael. Michael, David's wife, told him, saying, if thou save not thy life tonight, tomorrow. Yeah, you better get out of here. You better get out of here. How does she know? I don't see how she knew Yeah. So she told him, if you don't get out of here tonight, you're going to be dead tomorrow. And David knew it. So she got him out and she loved him. Yes. So his trap that his daughter thought that he could use her in the second the whole phase purpose, of the trap. That yeah. he's, the whole benefit he saw of the marriage. Yeah, the first one was going to get these foreskins from these right, other right, guys. Right, right, Hoping that they would kill him. Right. And He'd lose his life in that. Yes. Mm-hmm. But now she married him, and he think he could still use her as a pawn. Right, I got this. this here's another opportunity. Yes. Yeah. But, but like you said, she loved David. She, loved she genuinely David. loved David. Mm-hmm. Get out of here, David. So Michelle... Let David down through a window and he went, fled, and escaped. Okay. Verse? Verse 13 okay. of the lesson. Mm-hmm. We're read about it. And Michal took an image and laid it in bed and put a pillow of goat's hair for his uh, bolster and covered it with cloth and said, Oh, you want me to read 14? Yes. And when Saul sent messengers to take David, he said, he is sick. She said, he is sick. Yes. And Saul sent the messengers again to David, saying, bring him to me in the bed, that I may slay him. Now that is just cold he as it gets. He is a man of rage. He's a madman. He's a madman. He's de- He said he's sick. He's laying in his bed sick. Bring me to bed. Bring yes. the whole bed with yes. him in it. Yes. Because I'm going to kill him right there, sick in his bed. Now that's just too much hatred. 
And that's how he felt. The scripture said that he feared David. Yeah. But what you know what 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 bothers me? Okay, I can understand the goats, you know, the goat skin and uh, the goat's hair, but an image? Yeah, they so have an idol in no, the house? No, she just put her put some pillows up there oh. and then put the goat's hair to make it seem like Okay. So she just made it look bed. like okay, yeah, just a lot of body. I'm thinking because you know that Rachel had images and you know. Yeah, that's, that's different. Yeah. So I'm just wondering, I'm not David. Okay. No, no, not his wife. No. Okay. So Saul said, bring the bed, him in the bed, and I'll slay him in there. And when the messengers would come in, behold, there was an image in the bed with a pillow of goat's hair for his voices. Pull the covers back and say, uh-huh, you tricked us. Yeah. You know, made a fool out of us. And something would happen. And this is what Saul said to his daughter. Why hast thou deceived me so? Yeah. And sent away my enemies that he has escaped. And I believe she was scared with this answer. She was. For her own life. She had to be. Because <laughs> she lied. And she, uh, uh, she answered him saying, she answered Saul. He said unto me, let me go. Why should I kill thee? So if, if, if he, if I didn't let him go, I, my life was in danger, yeah. Dad. Okay, she's not saying, why do you want to kill my husband? I love him. She knows he's kind of gone over the edge. Yeah. And she says, he was going to kill me. I had to let him go. Yeah. So that took his anger off of her because he probably would have killed her. Yeah. That's just how mad he was. So it took his anger off of her and put it back on David. Yeah. Okay, so that was verse. Okay, so he makes these attempts on David's life. Yeah. Now there's going to be some more after this, right? Yes. And David's going to get opportunity. But again, I think the key things to bring away from this lesson is number one that um, there is always um, protection around those that love God. The Bible says the angel of the Lord encampeth around them that love Him um, to protect them and. Uh, in all their ways, unless at any time you should dash your foot against a stone, etc. Um, the Bible talks about being covered with the blood when I see the blood out. So the protection of God was around David. It's very evident because he made many blatant attempts to murder David. And But you know what? I, I, I appreciate I appreciate the wisdom that when David knew he was in danger, he didn't just stand there and say, God's going to work a miracle. He used some common sense and he got out of the way. He got out of the way. So you don't just stand in the way of trouble. Use some wisdom and step aside until it's past over. I remember him praying sometimes, you know, bless me until all these calamities be passed over me. And he would be somewhere worshiping God and praying. So number one, you know, use wisdom. You don't just see a tornado coming and you know, you got the funnel cloud in the sky and you're standing out, out, on, out on the front porch saying God's going to protect me. Use some wisdom and take cover. And it's a, it's a good lesson. It's even relevant for right now. Yes, because a lot of people go through their tests and trials, mm -hmm. and they leave the faith. Mm -hmm. But the purpose of tests and trials is not for you to leave, to leave God, mm -hmm. but abandon Him. Yes, 
But it's to stay with the Lord and mm -hmm. see how he will work and see, that situation stand out for you. still and see the salvation of the Lord and not feel that the Lord has forsaken you. He said, I'll never, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. So David, that's, that's the kind of person David was. And then after that um, wisdom that David had, he also continued to give everything. The Bible says, whatever you find for your hands to do, to do it with all your heart and with all your mind. And, all your soul. and David did it with all his heart. And God honored that. God honored that in David. And then another thing is that David didn't seek for revenge. He didn't even look at Saul as his enemy. As his enemy. He looked at Saul as God's anointed. And continued to do what he was supposed to do. Respect that leadership. Regardless of what he was doing. Respected leadership. And honored it. And did everything as unto the Lord. One, one thing I also like about David is this. When you know somebody don't like you, you don't have to be around them. Mm -hmm. You leave, mm -hmm. but then you don't go and try to harm them. Right, right, or destroy them, or tear, or destroy them, down. tear them down. Yeah. You always respected mm -hmm. Saul as God's anointing, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. even to the end. And when you finish reading the rest of this chapter, you see that when David fled from Saul, he went to Samuel for a little bit. Until Saul came to Samuel. And then Samuel ministered to David? Yes, until uh, King Saul found out that David was with Samuel. And he went there looking for David. And so when we, I, I just kind of wanted to look and see because I think, I don't want to get ahead of my skis, you know, as I say. Um, David's grief for Saul. Okay, so I don't want to say the next thing I was going to say because it's in next week's lesson. So, oh, so, so those are the attempts, but, but, you know, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Cast your cares upon the Lord, for he cares for you. Cast your burden upon the Lord, and he will just sustain you, and he'll never suffer the righteous to be moved. All right, so that's our lesson. Good it's a good lesson. All right, I hope you enjoyed and I hope you gleaned something for from it. Not just the knowledge of the lesson, but something that you can apply, which is applied to your life, which is the definition of the word wisdom. All right, so we hope you'll join us again next week on Reset Forever Podcast. Oh, you want to pray us out? May the Lord bless us here with this word. In the name of Jesus. And may the word enter to our heart circumcise it to make it more whole, more pure towards God. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. In Jesus' name. Hi, God bless you. This is Dr. Valerie Simpson. This is Elder Daniel Simpson. And thank you for joining us on this week's episode of Reset Forever podcast. And we're coming to you this week with the Union Gospel Press Sunday School lesson, uh, lesson number 11. And we are reading or learning today about Saul's attempts on David's life. It's coming out of the book of 1 Samuel, chapter number 19, and verses 18 through 17. So we hope you'll enjoy the lesson, and God bless you, Elder Daniel Simpson. Praise the Lord, everybody. Let me start off with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for this day. We just appreciate you, and we love you, Lord, and we love to gleam into your rich word. Yes. So we can know your purpose. 
we ask you to give us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, and the spirit to teach rich word to your people. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. So we are in a very good lesson. This is Saul attempts on David's life. Attempts, multiple. Yes, this okay. is not his first attempt in this lesson. He actually had two more attempts before we get to this lesson. We're going to examine some of those because we have to kind of examine why Saul all of a sudden David is his target. Right, right, right. It helps us to examine ourselves too. So we'll see. I think well, some of us will see ourselves in Saul a little bit. Because David, you know, last week's lesson, he defeated Goliath. Mm -hmm. And that was a major victory, not only for uh, God's people, but for the kingdom of Israel. Mm -hmm. And in this week's lesson, it seems like it's a flip. Now Saul, he wants to kill David. So we want to uh, examine some things that led up to this. Okay. So we're going to start off actually to set the foundation of this lesson in 2 Samuel chapter 18. Okay, you're going to go to 18. All right. And we'll start off in verse number 5. And we'll read here. And in this, these few verses we're going to read, we're going to see where now the switch has flipped in King Saul mm. from being, you know, Envious. Joyous of David's success on the battlefield with Goliath, that he turns to be envious and jealous. It reads like this, verse 5. And when David went out whatsoever, Saul sent him and behaved himself wisely. And Saul sent him over the men of war. And he was accepted in the sight of all the people and also in the sight of Saul's servants. Then verse 6 goes on to read, And it came to pass as they came, when David was returning from the slaughters of the Philistines, mm -hmm. that the women came out of all the cities of Israel, singing and dancing to meet King Saul with tambourines, with joy, and with instrument of music. Okay, let me ask you a question. Shouldn't... Um couldn't we add what was said or what happened in chapter 16 that just comes to mind? Go ahead. Okay, so um, that was the time when um, when Saul was really angry at David again, and uh, I think that was when he had defeated Goliath. And um, yes, last week's lesson. Yeah, last week's lesson, and he had defeated uh, David. But there were times before this that Saul would be troubled. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in a second. But Saul would be troubled, and David would come and play with the harp. And so in chapter number 16, verse number 14, it says, But the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and the evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. And I think we see that again in this week's lesson, don't we? Yes. Okay, so that is kind of one of those hard questions, one of those hard discussions to have. An evil spirit from the Lord, it just sounds like an oxymoron. Evil from the Lord, you know, who is not capable of doing wrong. But um, he can allow things. And then, then God has a good side and God has a side of wrath. But nonetheless, God had permitted some things. And in this case, we're talking about an evil spirit that was permitted 
to torment someone. I think it's uh, important for people to understand that some of the things he does are extreme because there's some, there some activity there in the spiritual realm that is tormenting Saul. Well, Saul has been rejected at this point. Yeah, it was when God rejected him that God the spirit God took his anointed came. from King Saul mm -hmm. because of his disobedience mm -hmm. and he wouldn't follow God's command. Mm -hmm. And so now you've seen that where the spirit came and troubled him. Okay. And David would play the harp with his anointing mm -hmm. and Saul would be refreshed and, and would be made whole. But in this instance, we're going to see that as these women came out and were celebrating their victory over the Philistines, it was like a, a, a parade, if you will. Celebratory parade, like yes. when the men would come home from the war. Kind of like that big one that when they came home from the war and they had that big parade in New York yes. and big celebration. It was one of those. Everybody was happy. We won our king. Uh, has brought us through another triumph and victory, yes. and he's feeling good about himself. Yes, until <laughs> verse 7. And sure the women answered one another as they played. Right, and, and answered one another. It's kind of like one of those call songs, you know. I say, have you tried Jesus? And you say, he's all right. Yeah, so they were kind of calling back and forth one to another. So it was one of those occasions, everybody's hyped, and the king, you know, here he comes, but the words of the song. Words of the song says this: Saul has slain his thousand, mm -hmm. and then the other women would answer, and David has slain his ten, ten thousands. Thousand. Okay, so I'm pretty sure that that deflated his bubble real quick. You know, it just his ego was gone. Oh yeah, it rained on that parade that yes. day. But it was more than just um, ego, because that troubling. The spirit that troubled and tormented him was also involved in this anger and frustration that drives him, and we'll see more of that in just a second. Yes, he becomes envious, and the word envious is this. I got a definition. Okay. Envious means a resentment because of another's success. Okay, so I'm I'm a little envious, you know. Okay, you've accomplished some things, you know, and uh, it would be nice if it had been me. So you know. You're looking pretty good, and I, you know I wish I had, you know, but, I could accomplish such things. But that's envy. Yes, because his is ten times, according to the women in the song. Saul, you just got a thousand. David got ten thousand. So not only are you better, but he's telling you, he's like, oh, he's like ten times ten better times than better. you, Saul. <laughs> but he's the king, yeah. and he does have an ego. Yes. Okay. So now he become envious. And the book of James says this about envious. For where there's envy is and strife, there's confusion and every, every evil work. Right. And now we're going to see some, some of the evil works. Saul okay. That he's going to do. So it goes on, verse 8 said, mm -hmm. And Saul was very wroth, and the same displeased him. Okay, now I think, did you, did you get a definition for wrath? There's fury in that. I mean, I mean, it's one thing to be, I'm upset, you know. Okay, I'm a little salty. I'm bitter. He's wrong. Oh, there was like flames, you know. He's mad. Burning. Coals and embers, you know. That, so it's, it's very severe. It's very severe. So he was wrong. He was angry, very angry. And the same displeased him. Mm -hmm. And he said, 
they have ascribed unto David 10,000, and to me they have ascribed but a thousand. And what can he have more but the kingdom? So he's, he's saying, you know, well, I mean, he stopped and he rehearses it. Okay, they're saying, they're saying he's 10 times better than me. Okay, if, he, if that's the case, then, you know, there's nothing less for, left, left for him to get but the kingdom. So he's really threatened yeah. Saul's uh, leadership and Saul's place and purpose and yes. know, his height in God. But David's not going out of his way to do this. No. It's just that God is with him and he's anointed. And whatever he put his hands at, he's prospered. Right. He's blessed. The Lord is in this. And I want to say, too, that David, not only was he just blessed in what he did, but he did it with all his heart as unto the Lord and that's what made it so exceptional because David didn't do it to please. he was not a man pleaser no he wasn't apple polisher as I like to say but he did it as unto the Lord with all his heart and God gave him that anointing and that strength he couldn't have killed that bear and that lion without that power from God so David was totally given over and as a result he had an anointing to do that so Saul looked at it as David's trying to take my kingdom but God was using him and I think Saul knows that God was with David yeah, he knew that he was rejected because Samuel told him that that the kingdom yes. was going to be taken away from him yes. because of his disobedience and it would not be established yes. okay. it's not followed God's you didn't. Commandment. You didn't follow God's prescribed order. Following what man wants to do. Mm -hmm. And you, when you when you are leader, when you God's leader, He called you for you to follow His instructions. Mm -hmm. Now we know we're gonna get other people coming saying you should do this and you should do that yeah. and you should do this. Then when you pray about it, God said, "I know the future. Mm -hmm. I know what I want. Which way I want you to go." That's why we walk by faith and not by sight. Mm -hmm. You know. So it goes on to say this in verse 9. Mm -hmm. And Saul eyed David from that day and forth. Okay, so when he said he eyed him, it wasn't that he was just watching David. He was looking upon him in anger. He was looking upon him. That, and, and I think that is the pivotal point. That is the shift. That is the shift from envy, which is, you know, I'm a little, I'm resentful, to jealous. jealous. Okay, so there's a difference in envy and jealousy. Yes. The definition for jealousy is this. It builds resentment against someone because of that person's success. But jealousy has something else going on with it. Mm -hmm. It has strong emotions attached. Okay. So it's just that I'm just envious of you because you're successful. Mm -hmm. But now, my emotions is involved. So let me say this. Um, um, the Bible says jealousy, re uh, anger rests in the bosom of the fool. But he says that the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Now, you just made the distinction between envy and jealousy. Jealousy has, what was it? It had a, a distinction. It, it, it's the same thing as resentment, but it has, it has strong, strong emotion. Okay, so jealousy has a driver behind it that that uh, envy doesn't. And the drive, the Bible says that uh, it's uh, jealousy 
is as cruel as the grave. So it goes to extents of if there are things, there are boundaries that jealousy will make you cross before you even knew it. I mean, do you know that even in this life, a man will destroy a woman or a woman will try to kill a man or somebody will try to kill their enemy because there was jealousy in there and there was a driving force that was beyond their ability? Now, I read something. I think I told you about it yesterday because God is jealous, right? We will look at that, and God is jealous. But um, I was reading about when Moses was about to go up to Mount Nebo, and God was giving him revelation on some of the things that were going to happen. He said, you're not going to cross over Jordan. But he said, these people, they're going to worship what is not even a God, and they're going to move me to jealousy. And I'm going to move them to jealousy with a nation that's not even a nation. And I think that comes later on when the heathens or the Gentiles are invited in. But here's what he said. He said, there, they have provoked me to jealousy. He said, and there is a fire kindled in my wrath. And it is going to burn to the lowest hell. That's, that's a wrath. I mean, you don't want to fall into the hands of an angry God. But his jealousy, he said, they, you moved me. So where I was with you and blessing and giving and preserving, I'm not there with you anymore. Now I'm in another place. I, I have a fire kindled in my wrath, and it is going to burn to the lowest hell, and I am going to bring destruction. So this is what it does, and even in God. But here is a man that has that kind of wrath, and he's coming after David. Well, this is what Proverbs 6 says. Okay. You're right. It says, jealousy is the rage of a man. Mm. That's Proverbs 6, 34 and 35. 6, 34 and 35. He will not regard any ransom. Mm. Neither, will he re neither will he rest content, though thou give him many gifts. No matter what you give me, I'm still raging. The rage is there. Wow. And so the Solomon's can't you brought that up. It says, jealousy is cruel as the grave. Cruel. Cruel. The coals thereof are coals of fire, which have an intense flame. Mm -hmm. And this is what David's going to start thing. experiencing with this relationship with Saul now. Okay. Because Saul has moved from this stage of being envious. And, and, because, and not liking David. Yes, because David getting all these praise. And accolades and recognition. Yes. And his, he was now more of a, he was a bigger figure in Israel than the king. Yes, because of his exploits. Because his exploits on the battlefield. Mm -hmm. So now he moved from envy to jealous. And his jealousy is a rage now okay. that wants to take David's life. Mm -hmm.